Orlando, hey, what's up? This is Marcel. My wife and I have the privilege of overseeing the South Sector down here in Miami. We also oversee the campus ministry. We have a daughter, her name is Sayla. She's three, she turned three during the quarantine. And let me tell you, it was the most incredible birthday that she's ever had. And she's only had three, but she had a lot of fun. I wanna thank Chris for asking me, Chris and Sonia, for asking me to preach and to give me this honor to speak for the mighty Orlando Church. Excitingly, T and I actually started leading together in Orlando. We oversaw the UCF campus ministry for about a year and a half, and then the Spirit took us to Gainesville. Now we're down here in Miami. Excitingly, here in Miami, in our specific ministry, God has grown the campus from 40 at the beginning of the year to now we're almost 60. So God is moving powerfully. I'm excited to preach the word. But without further ado, let's jump into the scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1. As you're turning there, the title of the sermon is Beyond Bounds and Beyond Borders. First point is go beyond the bounds with God. Verse 1 of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now, what's incredible about this scripture is Paul is probably, in my mind, one of the most powerful disciples of all time. He says with a sense of peace, regard us as servants and trust it with the mysteries of God. And I thought, wow, this guy is powerful. Why? He's humble. And I thought, wow, could I say that? Honestly, deep inside, that all I want to be known for is a servant. And over the past week, I've been discovering that at one point, it wasn't enough. I've wrestled with it, even as recent as Tuesday, during my mentoring time or discipling time with Matt and Helen Sullivan. I discovered in my heart that I care so much about what people perceive me as. I care so much about what I get out of God's plan for myself. And I can honestly say, at that point, if everything was stripped from me, it would really make me struggle. Why? I find myself wanting more than just being a servant in Christ entrusted with his mysteries. When I realized this, it brought me back to my roots and I prayed, focused in on what was going on and found out that in all of this, all I was saying deep inside was that simply God is not enough. And I was able to catch myself and repent and change my heart. But I do want to ask you, if you catch yourself in this sense of discontentment, wanting more, maybe pause for just a second and ask, is being a servant in Christ more than enough for me? We all wrestle and battle with something inside even the most spiritual of us. We all believe and build our lives on the rock of Christ. And when it gets tough, we need to bring ourselves back to this root. And even right now, ask yourself this question. Right now, is God enough? And be honest with yourself. What is it that you want so badly that it's taken away, with, uh, taken away your contentment of God being enough? And don't hold back. Is God enough? Is something you feel you're entitled to that you're not getting, taking it away? Is God enough? Is whatever happening really that important? Could you let it go? Is God enough? It took some serious digging 
It might take more, but I believe I've gotten to a place, a better place, where I can honestly say all the things I wanted or thought I wanted, all the things I needed or thought I needed, they didn't matter because I already have all I need. I have God. And it's the same for every single one of you who are followers of Jesus. If anything is bugging you so much that it has taken away your connection to the powerful peace and presence of God, Take a step back. People aren't the problem. Situations aren't the problem. It all comes down to realizing who you are and who God is. God is perfect. And he has a perfect love for you. And provides everything you need. Because God is enough. When you go to this place with God, you'll be ready for whatever situation. Doesn't mean you're perfect. But you're ready. You're internally ready. Whatever happens to be right in front of you, you're at peace and in the power of the Spirit. You got power, love, and self-control as promised in 2 Timothy. If you just connect with this simple fact and conviction on a deep level, you will see that the boundless awesomeness of God and His plan for your life is already happening. His love is already there because God is enough. So I'd love for you to turn with me to Galatians 5, chapter, or verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And you take a look at that. That is the fruit of the Spirit. And every Christian has the Holy Spirit. And when you are with God, you've got the fruit of the Spirit. This is where God wants us to live, in the fruit of the Spirit. He wants us to keep in step with the Spirit. In Corinthians, it talks about where the Spirit is, there is freedom. He doesn't want you to be robbed of peace, joy, love, and faith. Where are you today when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit? Is your life full of the fruit of the Spirit? When your life is full of these things, it's incredible. There is no limit to what God will do for you, what you will do for God and his glory. Being controlled by situations, being so fixated on roles, being so obsessed with things of this world, comparing yourself to others and so on, it strips you of what God wants for your life. God wants you to have love, joy, peace, and the rest of the fruit of the Spirit. If your life isn't full of these amazing benefits of being connected to God, I encourage you to do these three simple things. The first one is pray for it. Ask God for it. The Bible says that anyone that asks for the Spirit will get it. Luke eleven thirteen says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The second step is if you don't know how God gives the Spirit, clearly from the Scriptures. Study the Bible with the person that invited you. If your life isn't full of what the Spirit offers, that's the best place to start is the Scriptures. And step three, if you have repented, been baptized and received the Holy Spirit, and these things aren't there, do step one. Then step three would be let go of the world, the passions, the desires, and accept the fact that God is enough. And with that, you can now go get the help you need. 
Reach out to your church leaders, Chris and Sonia, your house church leaders, your Bible talk leaders. The only way to truly be happy is to be with God and for that to be more than enough. You know, in sports, there are these things called bounds. And if you cross them, it's called being out of bounds. It keeps you in the game. That is what the world wants to do to you and to all disciples. It strives to keep you locked in to its bounds by what you see, feel, hear, touch, receive, etc. Walking by the world's rules keeps you locked into its bounds. But when you're with God, miracles happen. I want to share a personal small miracle that happened in my life because God is enough. Over these last few weeks, it's been a deeper conviction of mine to truly inherit this conviction that God is enough and crazy things happen. I've been more faithful, joyful, and peaceful in the midst of difficult circumstances like the quarantine. In fact, I would venture to say I have more peace now than I ever have in my whole life. With that, for special missions, God has brought the most random blessings ever. I know it's only because of this decision and conviction to truly inherit the conviction that God is enough. And he blessed me in three weeks just by donations with over $5,000 to give towards special missions. But also, just the other day, someone randomly texted me and asked me for my Venmo. And I said, oh, God is moving. And he messaged me and he gave and the ding came up from Venmo. But before I saw the amount, he says, God put it on my heart to give this to you. And it was $500. And it just showed me that when we are in the will of God, when we're connected to the spirit, bounds go away. Even in that moment, I want to encourage you that I wasn't surprised. I just said, amen. And it was encouraging because God is enough. The $500 or not, God is enough. With God, there is no out of bounds. He is boundless. And when you are with God, there are no limits to your life. It isn't the $500 that matters. It is the fact that God blew the doors down once he was enough for my heart. This goes for whatever you're being limited by. When God is enough, bounds go away. I challenge you to get this conviction for your heart. Are you tired of being shaken inside by the little things? God is enough. Are you tired of making that same mistake over and over and over again? God is enough. Tired of wanting a man or a woman so bad that you would cross the line of sin for them just to feel accepted and approved? God is enough. Tired of being consumed by bitterness toward others for what they do or don't do? God is enough. Tired of being critical? God is enough. Are you tired of living a life of emptiness, fear, and discontentment? God is enough. When God is enough for you, there are no bounds. Point number two, bust through your borders. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 8. Point number two, bust through your borders. Already, you have what you want. Already, you have begun to reign, and that without us. How I wish that you really had begun to reign, for that we also might reign with you. And this is an interesting scripture. So a little context is you need to read all the way through 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 
But Paul points out in that chapter that the disciples in Corinth were worldly. They seem to desire the world more than the fruit of the spirits. Paul is making a point here. We want so badly to be accepted, approved, and promoted, and lifted up, and grow in stature before man, that we would do whatever it takes to get it, even if it means losing touch with the fruit of the spirits. Sometimes this happens to disciples, great, small, left, right. No matter where they live, this happens. We get tempted. The world just seems like it'll make you reign. It'll make you rich, but it's all a lie. It won't, maybe physically and temporarily, but never internally, eternally. What Paul is saying is you think the world is going to save you from your sin, from your unhappiness, from your strife, and from your pain. To get it, you would let go of God. And he's making a point to these disciples that it doesn't have to be that way. And for me personally, I've been there. It's a terrible place. God just wasn't enough. The world seemed like a better spot for me and for my completion. And when I left God at one point, I got the job, the money, the relationship, the desires, the achievements, everything I wanted really, but nothing filled me. It's all empty and temporary, never eternal. And there will be a day if you're in the place I was at, or maybe you're starting to get to that place where the world is enticing you and you'll see the emptiness of it. And it's just up to you to open your eyes or keep them closed. Will money, fame, success, or achievement really make you happy forever, eternally, infinitely? Or will you always want more? In this mindset, we think God and the Bible are the ones that are limiting us from really excelling in life. When all along it is God that sets us free. Not only free, but completely free. What if you had complete freedom in every way? What borders would you cross in your life? What limits would God bring down if you had that freedom? You've heard the saying, Freedom comes with a price. And it makes me think of one of my favorite movies, Braveheart. Everything in the world was stripped from William Wallace. And his fight came down to one thing, freedom. And in the end, that noble cause cost his life. Makes me also think of Martin Luther King. He fought for freedom. Abraham Lincoln, he fought for freedom. And Jesus himself, he fought for complete freedom. Maybe what you are really wrestling with is do you want freedom enough to die for it? Not only physically, but to die to, your, die to your desires, your wants, your past, your present, your future. Would you really die for it? Maybe that's what you're, you're really wrestling with. And I want to encourage you that this freedom is worth it. That it is something that you desire and that you need and nothing else is going to bring it. It is worth dying for. Let's keep reading here. And see if Paul has this conviction as well in verse 9. For it seems to me that God has put us as apostles on display at the end of the procession. Like those condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ, 
but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored and we are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, right up to this very moment. History shows us that every apostle died because of persecution, except for John, who wrote Revelation. One apostle, Peter, died upside down for the fight for complete freedom on a crucifix. Another apostle, Thomas, historically shows that he died for freedom, complete freedom in the country of India. He was praying as a spear was stabbed through his back. And that prayer was heard all throughout India. And we have been seeing miracles upon miracles performed for the salvation of many because of that prayer of our brother Thomas, dying for complete freedom. Our churches in New Delhi, Kathmandu, Chennai, Bangalore, and many more to come are all filled with some of the most joyful, peaceful, powerful disciples you could ever meet because of that one man's death for complete freedom. See, these disciples in India, even as of late, they go out to do what is right, to help somebody's family bury their father. These disciples go out and they get beaten by the police. They get beaten by their parents. They are homeless, they are without shelter. And every day they go out with the threat of death. And they're talking about going to some of the most dangerous places in the world that are filled with God haters and that they believe that Christians should die. You know, these disciples don't have cars. They don't have big houses. They don't have much food. Some don't have hot water. But what they do have is what we all need. It's a conviction that God is enough and that he gives and is the only giver of complete freedom. See, these disciples in the eyes of the world in India may be the scum of the world, just like the apostles, but they are treasures to the Lord. And I think it's time for us as disciples here in the United States to go beyond the borders of the world, to go beyond the desire for riches and achievement and success and fame, to go beyond the need for approval, the need for control and security, because we've been afraid to literally die for the complete freedom that only Jesus can give. We've been struggling with special missions. We've been struggling with sharing our faith. We've been struggling with people leaving God. We've been struggling because we want to be safe. We want to be in a box. But God's saying, no, I do not exist in a box. I exist all around the globe, and you need to be with him. That freedom is for all people, not just for one soul's security, one body's security, one life of security. It is a lot more than that that we are fighting for. And maybe you've forgotten that. Maybe you've gotten afraid. But it is time for you to go beyond the borders of this world. Jesus told you, and I want to remind you, he said, you must lose your life to save it. You know what walls do? They keep you in. They're boundaries. They're borders. What happens if the walls come down? You're completely free. It's time for those walls to come down. Lose whatever it is that is causing you to fear. Crossing the borders of death to true life. The death of rejection, 
the death of failure, the death of physical death. The fear of anything other than God is rooted in the world. I challenge you to pray and let go of all these fears. God wants to set you completely free. Will you accept it? For you to go beyond the borders and do great things for his glory as you so desire to do. It may not include fancy cars, billboards, YouTube fame, or a ton of likes on Facebook, but it does include complete, total, entire, absolute joy, peace, and power eternally given through the Holy Spirit. Only provided by a relationship with God, and that being more than enough. You won't need anything for this journey except God and you. You don't need that nice car. You don't need the promotion. You don't need the money. You don't need the house. You have all you need. Read Luke 9 and 10 for insight into this. 1 Kings 17, Elijah goes on a journey by himself. He hits some highs and lows, but he goes and he saves a widow. He provides for them in his own way, a special mission. And he even raises her son from the dead. God is enough. Go past the borders. 1 Kings chapter 4, Elijah does the same as Elijah, all on his own with God. Go past the borders. Daniel, alone in the lion's den, comes out untouched because he had God. Daniel crossed the borders. It's time to cross the borders. The Samaritan woman saved the region, all because she got in touch with that true, complete freedom. Jesus, with just him and God, took on the cross for complete freedom for every single man and woman in history, including you and me. If this freedom, this absolute freedom, is something you want to live for, with, and because of, you can, you will. And with that freedom, there are no borders for you. So I want you to ask yourself and think about and pray about two questions. What are your greatest fears? Second question is what would you do if they weren't there? And deeply ask yourself that question and get involved emotionally and physically and spiritually. And when you're ready to accept God as enough, I want you to do something. Get rid of those fears. And whatever God puts on your heart to do for him, set out and do it. Don't hesitate, don't fear, don't get distracted by things of this world, but go beyond your borders. Right now, family, I'm doing it. I'm doing this life. I'm living it and so are you. My dreams as a, as a young kid have come true. As a young disciple, when I moved to Phoenix, Arizona with Mike Patterson, my dream to be in ministry, my ambition to get married, to have kids, to travel the world, guys, right now, I'm living it. My dream to oversee a world sector campus ministry. Always on my heart. These dreams for freedom, complete freedom. Now I wrote on my heart, a dream to get married. And in 2015, God did it. I wrote on my heart, my dream to be in full-time ministry. And in 2014, God did it. My dream to travel the world, God did it. My dream to have a beautiful baby girl, God did it. My dream to lead a church, God did it. My dream to lead the campus ministry, God did it. And I have more dreams, and so do you. 
and you with God, God can do it. What is God going to do when you go beyond those bounds and borders? What is it that he's got in your heart that you're burning about? That Satan's trying to drive out with fear and desire for this world. Because if God is great and you connect to him, that makes you great. Maybe you're afraid of that greatness. I want you to imagine the Orlando church at 100 disciples. And I want you to think about who is there. Who's there with you singing along to the songs? Who's there with you? Who's getting baptized that day? Who is the 100 member of the Orlando International Christian Church? Is it your brother? Is it your mom? Is it your best friend? I want you to imagine your life with your dreams achieved. I want you to imagine your life with complete freedom and you offering that freedom no matter where you are or where God takes you. You have a dream. Go beyond your bounds and borders. You've let go of those bounds and you're fired up and filled with love, joy, and peace that the Spirit offers. When this happens, this is an incredible moment. And when it starts and where it starts is right now in your heart. Let go of all the bounds and boundaries. Go ahead, let go of the borders, blow past them, bust through them. Preach your face off about the glory of God and how he is here and the kingdom is here and the spirit gives you power, love and self-control. Don't focus on everything the world is offering. Focus on that. When every disciple sees that they have God, together they are unstoppable. Disciples in the Orlando church, Thank you for your heart to love our Lord and Savior. Thank you for dreaming the dream to evangelize the world in this generation. Thank you for being on the special mission, no matter how hard it has gotten. Thank you for making God enough for your life. Thank you for going beyond your bounds and borders. And it's time for every single one of us to truly go beyond and go be with God. My brothers and sisters, I love you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. Feel free to hit me up anytime. And I can't wait to see the world evangelized in this generation. Have a great day.